0: So Hannah just came over. We have the wine. Mm-hmm. She was asking me what I was doing. Well, I am making a fanny pack. Okay. Because mm-hmm. fanny packs are back in. Are they? Fanny packs. I don't know that fanny
1: packs ever left, honestly.
0: Well, they never left. They kind of went underground. And then they kind of came back, you know, the young the young folk. Grandma Jane, Michael's mom, she... She always had a fanny pack. I, I think she had the same fanny pack she bought in 1982. Mm-hmm. I think she's still... That's a, still the same one she I mean, used I mean, I think know. that's
1: the idea behind fanny packs is that you buy one and that's a committed relationship until your fanny is done packing. Oh, that's cute, Molly. Is that a jumpsuit?
0: So... The other thing I'm on my finished to do list is my jumpsuit, my gingham jumpsuit from an old 1960 pattern. Very
1: cute. So, Molly is a sewist. She belongs to multiple sewist communities on the interweb. It's really been great for you. I mean, you've really connected oh with knows. other women, which I think has been awesome and made friends. Last time you were in Los Angeles visiting Corey, our producer, you met up with a sewist woman from one of your communities, and you all went fabric shopping together.
0: We did, and I don't think she knew what she was getting into. Well, we didn't know each other, and so this is our first time meeting, and I show up to her front door. I can't believe she gave me her address. I had Corey's mom, my Aunt Marnie, and Corey's sister. Mm-hmm. Bridget. Bridget. Shout out, cousin. Bridget. How you doing, girl? Yeah, I think she was like, oh, this is a group event. I don't know these people. But we had a lot of fun. It was fun.
1: Yeah. And you post wonderful content on your Instagram. For those of you who don't follow, it's Mike and Molly's House on Instagram. Yeah, you kind of took off. You were posting these really cute dancing videos, which I felt was very genuine and authentic to who you are. We're always dancing around.
0: Hold on. You did when I showed you the first one. And I said, should I post this? hmm And I told you, yeah, you should. No, you didn't. You said no. No, I'm pretty sure I said
1: yes. I think I have an email from you. Okay, well, we'll go back to the archives and look.
2: I'll do the podcast intro. How about that?
1: All right, Corey, you get into it.
2: Welcome to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Hannah Warren and Molly Pruitt.
1: Every time we should try a different accent, Corey. Last last week you did Irish.
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I can do my impression of 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 you doing it.
1: All right, let's hear it.
2: Welcome to the Short Pants Podcast with your house, <laughs> Hannah Warren and Molly Pruitt. Where
1: did I come from, New Jersey? And you said short pants. Yes. Yeah, sh- Welcome to the Short, Short Pants, Pants Podcast! Podcast.
2: <laughs> All right, l- I'll, I'll do it as Molly this time.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Welcome to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Molly Pruitt and Hannah Warren. <laughs> okay, that's your mother. Welcome to the Short Pants Podcast. <laughs> No, wait, Don't theory, theory, hang on, that's not right, that's not right. Welcome to the what's it called? The okay, hey, hang on, the soft dance. Welcome to the soft dance podcast with your hosts Hannah Warren and Molly Pruitt.
0: <laughs> you are the worst. And there's gonna be some cursing.
1: I thought of a good guest. Okay, who should be our guest? How about Baby Omar?
0: No, he doesn't stay still for a second. He also
1: doesn't speak English yet. He doesn't speak <laughs> anything yet. He speaks Omar. He speaks Baby Omar, and we just quite. We aren't hip to the lingo yet.
0: Okay, that's one way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's almost three now. I think he's amazing. Well, not
1: almost three. He's two and a half. Okay, he's gonna He'll be, be three at the end of October. <laughs> Two and three quarters.
2: Hannah is almost 22.
1: Yes. My birthday is on Sunday.
0: Happy birthday, Hannah. Thank you so much.
1: Big Gemini energy over here. Big Gemini energy. Big Gemini energy. You know, I've always really related to being a Gemini, actually.
0: You really have. You talk about it a lot.
1: Well, because, you know, I kind of thought it was like a, a fad, a trend. And then I started researching it more and I was like, you know, I really am kind of a Gemini.
0: I have no idea what that means to be a Gemini.
1: I think if I were to sum you know, up, you Gemini's, only look
0: up your own sign. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> whatever, Libra. <laughs> I think being a Gemini. Well, Gemini's are the twins. Yeah, and, I got that. Okay. right. So that's kind of like you a, did
0: like instill that much in me. Yeah,
1: sort of. Not. I wouldn't say a split personality because that's kind of you know borderline disorder, but sort of you know two sides. And when I was little, Jeff always called me Goofy and Aloofy. Oh, that's so cute! Right? Because I can be really goofy, and then sometimes I kind, of, I kind of like black out and I'm distant and I'm kind of aloof about things. So I think those are good twin names for me. Gemini.
0: those times so that you're just like pushing all those emotions that you that should be right. coming. Right, it's definitely not the a healthy practice. You're just practice. like pushing it down, pushing it right, down, right, right, packing no. it down, yeah. Pack. Pack. I'm not really
1: like a, co- a combative person. I'm more of like a pack it in you you know, internalize that nasty shit. I'm sort of getting my wings in my adulthood.
0: I think I'm for me, I'm sort I of learning it was always myself, there, but you know, for yeah. whatever reason you were like back it in. I'm a luffy. Well, I think I'm also I'm definitely a
1: people pleaser and I think I generally want that's another thing about my I also looked at my birth chart today. So, birth chart, you put in the day you were born, where you were born, and the time you were born. And it calculates where the stars and the suns and the moons were Mm -hmm. when you were born. And, you know, in astrology, we should have an astrologer on the pod. Let's do that. Anyway, so, birth chart, you put in this information about when and where you were born. And then it tells you where you're, like, rising sun is and there's all these numbers involved it's very complex but part of my personality is that I'm definitely I'm all about harmony and balance I'm a very balanced person who likes to keep the peace not a boat rocker you know kind of sometimes I appease too much I kind of acquiesce my power to some things when I feel a little like insecure about those kinds of dynamics you know and I was reading and I was like yeah that's It's pretty similar to me. But another thing about Geminis is that they're communicators. They talk a lot and write a lot. And I've always felt like I'm, well, obviously I'm pretty chatty and I also am a, I would say I'm a fairly good writer.
0: Very good writer.
1: I process things verbally. Like if I'm having a shit day, <laughs> I I have to talk about it. You know, like I, I process my thoughts verbally by talking them out and then hearing feedback. And then I, you know, that helps me to like solidify what I'm thinking or feeling is by talking it out. So, yeah, I'd say I'm a, kind of a, a double, a twin, mm-hmm. multiple personalities. Okay. Pretty balanced. Okay. And a communicator. All right. Check, mm-hmm. check. Yeah. And check. Yeah. Now, some of my
0: closer friendships through my life have been Geminis. Mm.
1: I also think it's interesting that I have so many Libras in my life. Because you are a Libra. Dad is a Libra. My mom's a Libra. Oh, I thought she was on the cusp. Oh, I don't know. I don't think she, she is. was October 3rd.
0: I think she's a Google Libra. Google that. Corey. Corey. Google. Google it.
2: Yes, being a Libra born on October 3rd, your selflessness, thoughtfulness, and seriousness are amongst your most well-known characteristics. Although you do have a sense of humor, you take life very seriously and make goals which you truly intend to meet.
1: I would say that describes my mom pretty well. She it describes
2: a, most people pretty well. You well, and make you goals know. you truly intend to meet.
1: But you know people <laughs> who make <laughs> right, goals Lord. and they're like, I intend to, but they don't really follow through. She, I, If there's one thing I can say about Stacey is that she's a follow through on the goals kind of gal. Anyway, Jeff is a Cancer. Colin's a, a Leo. Gory's a Virgo. I don't know. I I don't really know much about them. I know that Leos are very passionate, sort of like center stage individuals, leader of the pack kind of people. I'd say that's pretty descriptive of Cullen. And Cancers are very emotional, super
0: sensitive. I would say that describes Jeff pretty well. Yeah, see, again, don't know. Because sure. I'm kind of where Corey is, where if you didn't tell me what my sign was... You'd identify with all of the signs. And then you said, okay, you're a Leo. I And you read it. I'd be like, I, I get some of that. I, but I,
1: I think the that. thing is, is that you're not just a... Like, I'm not just a Gemini. I have my moon in Aquarius, which means other things, G too. So it's kind of like... Sort of a smorgasbord, like Gemini is my most dominant sign. And then there's all these other things like different like star alignments, like my Venus is in who's he, he and whatever. And those factor in too, which I think broadens the scope a little bit to where you know there's more things that overlap with other people and i'm not saying that i'm like a diehard astrology kind of gal but i do feel like
0: i identify with a gemini see and i would say i am a um what's it called Corey? what you are (laughs) a contrarian to
2: a skeptic astrology
0: a skeptic all right yeah yeah and saying all that I am now remembering that when I was nineteen, I dated this guy. He was gorgeous. He was adorable, and he was he was much older than me, and he looked like Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was just going to die when he oh, actually yeah. asked me out. But he was really into astrology, and and the whole year we dated, I think I just kind of was like I just faked it. I mm, was like uh-huh. kind of glazed over. I got, well, I couldn't quite because he would pick up on that. But
2: you feigned your enthusiasm for his astrology charts. yo, totally.
0: Yeah. And I didn't retain any of it, obviously, because I don't retain, I'm not retaining any of this. Right. Yeah. In your head, you're thinking, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking, God, you're so hot. Uh
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I also think that astrology, I kind of have this theory that well, you know, I just stud- I just got a major in religion. So, I've been thinking about religion a lot in the last 8 years of my life. <laughs> Catholic school and then a degree. I kind of think in our like millennial generation, we're sort of drifting away from church and and starting to pick up on spirituality and things like yoga and astrology i kind of think that we're we're sort of investing our energy in that because it feels a little more non-conformist non-traditional like anything
0: compared to previous generations
1: i mean i think that previous generations probably had similar waves like i think the same energy but maybe invested in other things i don't know i mean it's just my theory it's open for debate. I am poking holes yeah I'm just saying like I think that people are <laughs> I think my generation is pretty slow to to be like gung-ho on institutionalized religion more so than past generations possibly and I when I say millennial I'm kind of painting a picture in my head of sort of like a 20-something drinks green juice white girl maybe it, yeah white girl okay, let's just that. Level, whatever thank you I think it's just white girls, though. I think it's it. I'm when I'm saying millennial, I'm not picturing just white people. But I'm thinking of this sort of these trends that I've been observing in recent years that are kind of like, about you know, more holistic living, gardening, getting in touch with like Pachamama, you know, I think there is kind of a trend in my generation and millennials in general of sort of like going back to the earth and sort of this mysticality rather than spiritual Bible religion.
0: And, And the reason I'm poking a few holes is because I feel that Often the 20-something generation, mm. that's where you're going.
1: Right. So it's, maybe almost it's like not a time just of my past- generation. It's and, like And again, life I'm going to identify
0: as a white woman. Mm-hmm. That was where I was identifying. I did a lot of, of experimenting in religion, and I was doing my yoga practice, and I was, you know, experimenting right. with organic food. And this is 30 years you know so maybe before. it's not
1: so much about
0: generation, it's more about the stage of life. I think it's a passage of life, yeah. And it, I've just gotten back. Um, I need to get you this book, it's called Passages, and it's this woman, Gail something or other, and she wrote this book, I think, in like 1975. And she takes each, like, your 20s and your 30s, and mm. she does these kind of archetypal sort of phases of mm-hmm. a woman's life i've seen stuff like that that's kind of like your 20s
1: are like an exploratory your 30s are such and such your 40s are this and this and kind of describing the things that you're moving through in those changes of life because typically and this is like stereotyping but your 20s are for this phase in life which is maybe like partying having fun moving to a new city 30s are more about like having kids and settling down and yeah. sort of rooting. It's what sitcoms are made on. It is exactly I mean this is what <laughs> sitcoms are for is describing these archetypes
0: but I think yeah. it's very and, and that's and that's why I was poking holes through it was more for that was what I was hearing was it. it I think it, it's more about uh, a life stage. Yeah life stage and, mm-hmm. and, and your passage through that life stage. Totally. And, and all, and well and I that.
1: wouldn't have that perspective because I'm only in the life stage that I am. The furthest I Can look back as like a high school life stage, but like like what we're doing in high school is like: should I sneak out or
0: should I stay home? Should I smoke pot or should I stay home? You know, (laughs) you should stay home always, children. If you're listening, just stay home. Just stay home. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend
1: Grey's Anatomy.
0: (laughs) That'll kill a lot of time. (gasps) Oh yeah, love that one. And murder. I need to start watching. um, What's it called?
2: Murder She Wrote.
0: No. How to get away with murder? How to get away with murder. I wouldn't waste your time. Oh, I'm wasting it. Okay, but this brings me back. This wraps me back to... All right. I was talking about who we should for guests. Okay. Eric. That would be a great guest. Along with doing some wine tasting and he could go through my refrigerator and pour all my crappy cheap wine mm-hmm. and we could talk about mm-hmm. each crappy drink. Tre- Which What wine do you think, Corey?
1: Describe I, it. That'd be a great segment. Corey, are you even
0: listening? I to- am.
2: I have never watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy or Murder, uh, How to Get Away what? with Murder. How to Get I Away with Murder. I think it's what? entirely possible you have an excellent and very illuminating selection of wine in your refrigerator and I would love to hear an expert discuss and uh, interpret.
1: Okay. I want to hear how
0: I pick my wine?
2: Tell me how you pick your wine.
0: Okay. Shape of the bottle, prettiness of the label. Not at all. I look for whites to rosés, and then I look, and it's got to be $6.99 or less. Oh, wow. I then, and then I look for a Bordeaux, because what my friend, who is a sommelier, said, she said, Molly, just always pick the Bordeaux. You can't mm-hmm. go wrong with the can't Bordeaux. Can't go wrong with the Bordeaux. So that's that what was Howard's favorite and wine. And I got really sad because recently um, Trader Joe's used to carry a really nice Bordeaux
1: mm-hmm.
0: for like five ninety
1: nine, and they don't carry it anymore. God bless Trader Joe's.
2: And they're cheap, cheap wines.
1: If I could describe my wine experience in college. It would be three-buck Chuck Trader Joe's wine. I can't tell you. I've probably single-handedly consumed well over 300 bottles
0: of Trader Joe's three-buck Chuck cab. I have to without say, a I, doubt. yeah. I, I used to. I used to buy it by the case. I have finally moved on. It's almost like when I was in college and you ate a lot of air-popped popcorn and ramen and you can't go back there now. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot eat like the ramen. I can eat good ramen. I cannot eat the ramen. Mm-hmm. Can't eat hot ramen. And it's the same thing with two buck chuck. I can't, or three buck chuck. Is that you Corey, can't Corey, are you really
2: No, no, no. no. I'm, this is, I'm absorbing every moment of this. You know why? Because I'm a Leo. And Leos like to stay in the background and be unobtrusive.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Corey. <laughs>
2: You've been listening to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Hannah Warren and Molly Pruitt. Original music by Mark and the Nephew. Logo by the niece. Produced by Corey Fry. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate us and subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you can get notifications for upcoming episodes.
0: We are here today
2: to join these two people in holy podcasting.
1: (laughs) I think we can all just agree that if Molly and I were the ones making the podcast, editing it together,
0: it would be a shit show.
1: It would be a shit show. No other way around it. I'm a really terrible millennial.